Welcome to Geek Salad, a podcast about two guys talking about their passion for editing geek, from the digital world to the not-so-digital world. Now here are your hosts, Randy and Jay A. LaRock. Hey everybody, back again with another Geek Salad. I am Randy, the mischievous meeple, and with me as always is Mr. Jay A. LaRock, the obsolete gamer himself. What's up, Jay A.? What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining uh, us on the show. Yeah, we're back after a small hiatus of real life getting into the works. Um, real cool thing is we're coming now with, uh, is this four? Episode four, five? I don't know. It's been four, a while. I believe. Four, yeah, okay. Episode four, hang out to right afterwards. Um, you will not be a glitch in the matrix. Uh, we will be having a second Geek Salad, where we're going to do our big E3 special. Uh, we were I was thinking of doing it in one show and then realized like we could do just a show on E3. So that's what we did. So yes, it's not a glitch in the Matrix. There is a second episode after this. Um, but I will say it's good to be back. Um, it's been a long day. It's been a long day of recording podcasts today. Um, so if we're a bit loopy, it's because we are in about hour number two or three of doing this. And I'm hungry. <laughs> Surprise, 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 surprise. Okay. Um, And of course, we're doing the one show that is based on food. So, okay, let's, let's get going. Um, At least I, you know what, I'll have you go first today with your, what you want to present for the show, my friend. All right. So I had one that looks really, really cool. Yeah, I I liked Magic the Gathering. Um, Not so much to like, try and do tournaments or stuff like that, because that's never my thing like i was never the kind of person especially when it got to the point where there's certain things you have to buy um i like just playing casually especially when you could play using any of the cards from back in the day even though any magic the gathering gamer will tell you that there's just certain cards that were just stupid but with all the different ones that come out and the fact that you can go on amazon and buy one specific card and you know like for a dollar 70 cents sometimes 40 cents you can actually build some really fun decks. And if you're playing with friends and it's nothing like crazy competitive, you know, it ends up being really fun. Uh, From there, like, I saw games like Hearthstone. And the thing that pissed me off with that (laughs) is it seems like one of those games where if you didn't get in at the beginning, then you don't have much of a chance. Obviously, Mm. people will come in here and tell you and they'll show you videos how people are, you know, owning with like the very basic cards. But I've talked to many people who just play the game. If they're not there trying to buy booster packs and, and uh, you know make dust so they can create their special cards, you end up getting owned. And what really killed me about it is the lack of single player. I, I, I expected Blizzard to at least allow you to play against the computer more and play more in story mode and not immediately go into versus, even though I understand that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's kind of like with Heroes of the Storm. You could play against the computer all day and have fun. They should do the same thing in Hearthstone. What killed me is that I went through the whole tutorial, and I went through the little missions, and I get in my very first match, which is supposed to put me with other people who are my level, complete noob, and immediately the first person I play is, is dropping legendaries. Not one, not two, almost like a full deck. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how good I am, how good my strategy is, I have basic cards. I have maybe one half rare in, in, my, in my deck. So that kind of bothered me. So this game, Star Crusade, is, is really awesome because 
it's basically takes that same type of card game, Nixon, sci-fi, war. And it's really interesting because first it's free to play. And obviously it's, it's trying to get you to buy things. They have things, uh, Fracta, I think is called their currency. You have credits that you can buy certain things with and you have Fracta that you can buy certain things with. But what I at least found, at least at the starting of the game, because that's where I am, I'm not deep into it. At the starting of the game, you're able to not only play a lot of the story mode and practice mode and earn booster packs, cards, and things like that, but when you actually played rank or casual gaming, it would actually rank you with people who had the same cards. You know, maybe every once in a while someone would have a few more rears than, than, than you and put together something else, but I played like 20 games, and I only probably had one guy that had a, you know, a lot of rares, and I still beat him with my basic cards. So, I mean, that from the start was fun. What's great about this is just the fact that you know, it's sci-fi battle. You basically have all these different factions, and you pick a commander. So if you're Terran, you'll have these things called modules. You can pick from three different modules. And what's interesting there is it'll be things that you activate based on energy. Energy you can gain whenever you do an action, like an attack or you play a tactics card, which will have something like, you know, boost all, all your minions 1-1. One, one. one being attack, one being health. You know, it's pretty standard for these card games. And then what will happen is that some of the special effects will be like put a shield on or equip a, a blaster so your actual commander can attack and, and things of that nature. So it's really cool because you have all these different factions. I think it's like eight eight factions in total i may be wrong about that but i think it's about eight different factions that all have different little things and specific cards that you can only use with the faction as well as your general set of cards so you can mix and match and find out which play style works for you or you can jump around with different things so you you know people that play hearthstone will get this too uh the attacks you know work like those the basic type of card game where you get your set of cards if you're not starting first then you'll get extra uh, extra turn card that you can do to play extra what they call supply, which is how you play cards. You know, one supply, you can play a card that has a one on it. Eight supply, you can play an eight card, two four cards, you know, a bunch of two cards, whatever. And they have cool effects. You know, a lot of things transfer over. If you're used to one game, they'll have, think, like they have screen, which that's what you do, you put on if you want to force your opponent to hit only that card and not hit you or hit any other cards. Same, they have, you know, their version of that in Hearthstone. And overall, I like that even things that you don't have to worry about buying. I haven't spent a dime in this game yet. They have daily quests where you can earn not only the Fracta, which is the one that you pay for with real dollars, but you earn in-game credits. And then, like I said, you get booster packs, which comes with decent cards. Sometimes you get a rare. Then you also get these boxes, which adds armor to your avatar. So when you go on your avatar page, you know, they're dressed in their whatever is their default uniform. When you open these boxes, you can put on different armor that change them. Now, this does nothing for you as, as far as stats or anything. It's just for show, you know, but it's cool when you see someone get like some cool looking gear and their commander looks different than, you know, your commander or other commanders itself. So, as I said, I'm still very new in the game. I'm sure once I play more ranked games and I get higher up in rank, I'll run into those people that have bought 
you know, a lot of booster packs or bought a lot of rare cards and maybe I'll get owned. But I really like the game because you can play for many, many, many hours, even as a complete noob, and enjoy the game before you have to worry about getting owned. Where in Hearthstone, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't experience that at all. Um, it's on, um, on Steam. I mean, it has like 1,600 reviews, very positive. Um, I've read a little bit about the game, and they've said that, I guess, in the past, it was really popular, and then it kind of died off. They came out with an expansion, which so far it looks like that expansion you'd have to pay to get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, like I said, you can earn everything slowly if you want. It's like almost any other free-to-play game. If you want it in a hurry, you can pay. But if not, you're casual. You can wait it out and 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 eventually get it. So overall, Star Crusade has been a, a really cool card game that I can spend a couple of hours on either playing the computer or playing other people and actually able to enjoy the game in peace. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was like looking at this and yeah, like what you say about um, Hearthstone, that it's like, it's, Hearthstone's a good game, but it's one of those games, like you say, that you can do the, you know, do the, the, the tutorial and then it's just like, all right, I'm going to get thrown into this guy that literally has an, an insane deck and I don't have any chance of surviving, you know? And like you say, like, unless you've played the game and consistently play the game and get all the expansion packs, it's like, you, you, there's no way you're going to make it. Like, Yeah, no. I, can Im- I can imagine where Hearthstone, when it first came out, right? Everyone has the same amount of cards. Yes, if you start spending money right away, you could boost up. Yeah. But at least you can play and get in. And it's not like everyone you're playing as you're trying to rank up is just going to own you. Because, I mean, I'm not kidding when I tell you very first game person has all these legendaries. I don't know if they need to fix it where not only do they scan your rank level, mm-hmm. but they scan your cards. And they're like, look, if this guy have all these legendaries, don't pair him with a brand new guy who also happens to be, you know, lowest rank but has the base set of cards. Like, to me, that just, it kills it for so many people. I've had lots of people tell me that. Yeah. And that that was, that's the only thing with that, with that game. You know, it's, it's, it was fun when I first started playing it, but it's like, I haven't, once, once it really started getting out of control, I was just like, all right, I'm done. And I I don't even play it anymore because it's just like, I'm going to go and play 10 matches and I'm going to lose nine out of the 10. Nah, it's not fun. You know, but yeah, I, I totally see it. Like there's, it, it's interesting to see that like what's funny, a good kind of um, counter offer to you, Mr. I like to play Magic the Gathering. Um, really good game that I just got introduced to not that long ago. Thanks to Will Wheaton's tabletop YouTube series, a little game called Star Realms. Ah. So it is, yes, designed by one of the guys that did Magic the Gathering. And when you sit and play the game, you can see a lot of the, like, kind of, like, stuff that was in Magic that's in this. So you have the five factions, like, almost like the different colored banners. But what's interesting with this is you have the life points, like, you do have Magic the Gathering. Yet it's a deck-building game, which is really fun. Um, and I thought that was, like, really, really interesting. Uh, played it a few times, got two of the of the decks that they come out with. And what I really love about it is, as opposed to Magic the Gathering, where you got to spend a ton of money to get cards, like 15, 20 bucks, you get one little box, has enough cards in it for two players to play. That's all you need. 
you want to make it up to four players, you buy another little box. You've got now enough cards for, for, you know, up to four players. And you just keep adding boxes of these cards to to continue the uh, adding players too. You can even buy the two different, you know, like I have two, the original deck and then like one expansion deck. So I can have up to four people play. I can just mix them all together if I want to. It's just really interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a... I actually developed the maker who of course worked on the, the actual tabletop game. Oh, really? Um, yeah, and it, it was really interesting. Um, I, I like that, of course, it's free to play, and the full version is only four ninety nine on Steam. Yeah. And it's cool that it comes with that. You get nine new campaign missions, local multiplayer, and an online multiplayer mode. So basically $5, if nothing else, you can get into the game and play a lot of campaign and have fun like that. Yeah. That's, that's what I think is great about it is you can sit and do that. Like you can essentially, the way that they, they made it is you can get everything that you can get in the actual card game um, on the digital card game. And it's not that, that, that expensive too, which is great. Like that's, that's, I think what's awesome about it. Uh, yeah. So I have the, well, let me see. Of the physical cards, I have the original set, and then I have not the bases and battleships, not hero. I have Colony Wars with it, which is a really good game. I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna end up getting the rest of the stuff for it because it's such a fun little game. Um, oh, but- actually, I got, I gotta make a correction. As I see later, it says that the full version is misleading. Apparently, it only unlocks the second campaign and then it also unlocks medium and hard mode and AI. So it doesn't look like you get all nine. I don't know why it still says that. Hmm. Uh, it says unlock nine new campaign missions. Maybe that means that you have the ability to buy it. <laughs> so, but I see a lot of, you know, down, down, uh, th- thumbs down saying that it's not the full version. If you buy for $5, you only get one more expansion. So, I'll, yeah. I'll do some more research, see if that's really true. But a lot of people are saying that in the most recent reviews. Yeah. Yeah, I was like looking at that where it was like, oh, you know. Yeah, the full version is five bucks and it has a gambit set for four dollars. Yeah, so it's like you pay, you get the game for free. But if you buy it all, it's like 17 bucks and it gives you all the content. So, yeah, it's it's weird because it's been getting like a lot of like, um uh, weird thumbs down because they apparently did an update and they changed how some of the stuff works now so they're like oh it's it's weird but yeah so interestingly enough i was looking over i was like what do i you know what did i want to talk about and in looking through i found an interesting trend that were um because i remember before we went on our hiatus they were doing a kickstarter for a board game version of Deadly Premonition, or Deadly Premonition, um, which looked interesting. And then I started to look, and I'm like, you know, there's a whole bunch of, when you sit there and you look at it, of actual video games that they've made board games out of. And I've actually found four. So Deadly Premonition is one. They've actually done two separate board games on Dark Souls, which is interesting one a card game and one an actual miniatures game 
which I've heard the miniatures game is insane. Um, and the one that just recently came out with, uh, they just came out with call of uh, this war of mine. Um, and in looking at one of the reviews for this war of mine, the board game, they literally like one of the reviewers said, like he played the board game. He had never heard of the video game and then got the video game because he played the board game. And he's like, I just wanted to see if there was any differences. And he says that, man, it is the best conversion of a video game down to a board game. And he says the way that they did it is when you play, you have a board that looks like the house that you build up the colony that you build up in the video game version of it. And you can expand and do that. But instead of you playing as one of the characters, everybody at the table plays cooperatively and you can move around the different characters in the building. So what's really interesting that he said is when you at night, the night phase of the game, you can decide to send people out to go do side missions. And then based on these like cards that are there, they have numbers on them and it has this book that depending on what happens, you look up in this book, the numbers, and it gives you a little dialogue box of what can happen. And then you have to make a decision and based on your decision is what your rewards are. And he sat there and he's like, I played this game about three or four times. He's like, it's not a happy ending type of board game. He's like, it is just like the computer game where you have to make some tough decisions and your decisions, like, you know, it things happen based on that. And he sat there and said, like, you know, it's just like in the video game, like you go to this like building that shows up and you end up finding out that there's this little elderly couple that's that's hiding out in this building, but they got a stockpile of food. And your option is like, leave the food there so that they can survive or do you steal the food so that you guys can survive and it's it's really interesting because i remember in the in the video game i got that one that same scenario like i i came into this house and i heard some, uh sound and then i looked through the keyhole and i saw this little elderly couple and i'm like well i wonder what would happen and then like i ended up opening the door and the the little elderly guy i thought i was gonna have to fight him he's just like no no with like you take whatever you want, but leave for us and blah, blah, blah. And it was just this like sad moment of like, do I, do I take the food so that my people don't starve? But then these, this little old couple here is going to starve or do I just leave it for them? And then I'll just go do another like side. Meeting. Like it really like questions your moral judgment. What'd you end up doing? I, I ended up actually, did I, what did I do? I think I ended up like, I only took, like one or two bits of food and I left the rest there like just enough that like my people wouldn't go starving but it was like this like I was ready to like all right look at all this food and then like I see this little old guy I'm like I can't do this like this is not right you know and it was just like I've never played a game that literally made me question what one of my decisions would be like, it was such an impactful thing, and it was like, wow, like, you never really think of these things. Um, but they say, like, the the uh, the board game is exactly like that. So, like, you have a tiredness, a uh, hunger, and I think a thirst. And depending on what you do, like, it has different levels of how it goes. So what's interesting is, is that 
everybody starts on all three of those on level one. And what happens is for however many spaces you have open, whatever the, the, the least amount you have, that's how many actions you have that turn. So obviously, as you get more thirsty, as you get more hungry, you have less actions that you can do per your turn. And then you can sit there and get food and feed the person, and it lowers down your hunger, your thirst, and all that stuff, and you're tiny. Like, you have to have them sleep. And it's really interesting on this mechanic that they did. He's like, you find yourself kind of like doing this like juggling game of like, okay, who needs to sleep? Who needs to eat? Who needs to drink? And all this stuff, just like in the video game of it. Um, to the point where it's it's gotten me interested. Like I would like to like find somebody that would have it and just play it just to see what it's like. I think it's amazing that I found this too. I mean, I, I grew up playing uh, uh, board games. I actually did some of the Dungeons and Dragons uh, pen and paper, mm -hmm. and then I got into computer games. And I was like, oh, that's it. You know, console games and computer games forever. And now as I get a little bit older, I'll go back now. Like there's been games that have been on PC, and I'm like that's a board game too. <laughs> and you actually go and you play the board game and it's not like you feel left out. You not like you're missing something, you know, it's just as fun, especially if you have a group of people that appreciate it and understand how to play some of these games. Cause you know, some of these games, you got to have the right people uh, for it to be played correctly. I remember playing like the Conan game and things like that. And it was, you know, I think three years removed from when I was playing the MMO that came out that didn't do so well. So it, it's really interesting to run across these board games. And, you know, there's so many people that love PC games, love console games, but they have, you know, their, their board game nights. And it's, it's really a great to see that and, and see these people come out with such great games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because they even, uh, like what's really, really cool is they, um, they even added in a way for like if you're playing through a scenario or whatever like you can actually save the state that the game's in so it has you record down what's happening and then you can sit there and uh and record how far you've gotten and then you can stop playing it and pick it up later but it's it's a really really interesting like what they've done with that game um because that's that's the big thing that like I've heard like it's really really difficult to create a board game because of how many moving parts there are, and I've even seen like um, schools that teach game development and all that for video games that there's like if you really want to be like have a general grasp and and really become a special like a really good developer, do a board game first. If you can if you can knock a board game out of the park, you'll have no problem creating games. You know, like video games. Something I'm curious about, and I'm sure you can answer this. I remember when I was first introduced, I guess, back into these type of board games. I'm talking about somewhere it could be, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 dollars because you're getting great figurines. It's really an expansive game. But let's say someone is, is thinking, hey, I want to get into this. What is it like? Let's say you just walked in the store. Let's say you didn't go online and you started asking people. You just walked into like your local store and you see all these games. The covers looks great. How do you think someone would go about like picking out their starter game to like get into the world? Is it based on maybe something that they liked, like either a TV show or a video game or something like that? 
Well, so the big thing is, is that, like you say, you, you walk into these, like, local game stores, and it's just shelves and shelves and shelves of games. The thing about it is, is I, I like, my advice is if you're looking to get into the hobby, definitely go to uh, a friendly local game store. Do not go to, like, a Barnes & Noble or something like that, where they do have games, but you're going to be lost. Um because what they will do is people that work at friendly local game stores are gamers themselves. They've probably played a ton of the games and they're going to know exactly what to suggest. Reason being is they're going to sit there and be like, what type of games have you played before? What type of like games do you like, let's say? Um, and then at that, they can kind of like get a feeling of what you may or may not like now there's a bunch of games that are out there that are gonna be like the introductory games that people will play um i mean off the top of my hand like off the top of my head if i sit there and i think about it like ticket to ride's a big starter one um you have alhambra's a really good one of, of good euro to start with stone age is another one that's a good worker placement game and the thing about it is is like it is trial and error um, you have to sit there and play stuff. It's kind of like, you know, you didn't know if you were going to like risk or not until you sat down and played it the first time, you know? Um, but the problem is, is that I, I kind of tend to tell people that they're kind of new to this is don't go out and buy games right away because you're going to end up like, it's not cheap to buy a lot of these Euro games. And then if you find something that you don't like, it may drive you away from the hot. Um, and I mean, I've seen it on Craigslist here in Boston, like people buying these like really heavy, heavy games as their first game. And they're like, we didn't understand it or we didn't like it. Like, of course, if you went from playing Monopoly to a game like Arkham Horror, which I've seen a couple of, it's like, you're not going to have a good experience. Like, yes, it's an Ameritrash game, as they call it, but you're not going to have a good experience. There's a lot of moving parts in that game. So it's it's a thing where I like definitely go to a, floor, a friendly local game store. They will guide you in the right way. And I, I tend to find that that you will have people that will get into the hobby and just fall in love with it. Like if you're a gamer, you're going to like the board gaming just as much as you do video games. Um, and the other big thing I tell people is if you're still not sure, like you don't want to go to a, full, a friendly local game store right away, if your town or there's a, a game cafe, a board game cafe nearby, go and hang out there because a lot of those things, they'll have a pretty good collection and you can kind of get a, you know, hang out there for a couple of hours. You can get a good feel of what, what there is out there and you can start to say, okay, I really like these games. And what's cool is they'll have not only those intro games, but they'll have a little bit more advanced games. And then that way, going to one of those Florida uh, friendly local game stores, they'll be like, what do you like? And you're like, well, I played a little bit of this. And then I really started to like this game. And they'll be like, cool, I know what I can suggest to you. Um, and that's a great point because I, I remember, you know, going back to Magic the Gathering, when I started playing it, I started searching locally here in Miami to see if there were groups that were playing it. And I found, wow, they have one here, they have one here, they have one here. And you go there. And, you know, yes, it's all geeks and nerds, but you fit in. You know, no one's attacking you if you don't know the game. Like, I was still a noob. You know, I could play against someone who was, like, nice and nice to me. But these guys were playing tournament. They were, they were doing drafts. But still, when they weren't in the game, like, you can't bother them while they're playing. But when they were just, you know, in between or playing casual games, 
they'll teach you, they'll show you, they'll help you build a deck, they'll give you information. And the same thing with board games. Like even if you don't have a lot of friends that are into board games, you can still go to some of these places and they'll be nice. You'll make friends. And like you said, they'll, they'll teach you about maybe what games that you might want to get into before you have to spend actual cash yourself. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that's, that's really funny that like I went, there's a, a really great uh, board gaming cafe here in Boston um, called Night Moves, uh, which has two locations now, which is great. Like I got to know the owner like early on when he first really opened the place. Um, really nice guy. And it was funny because they got this game that I had been interested in. Um, and it was funny because it was like a uh, heavier, heavier, heavier Euro game. And I sat down and started playing it. And now the name escapes me. Oh, I got to look it up. Um, but it was so funny because we're sitting there playing the game. I had no clue what the hell was going on. But they were teaching me at the same time that they were um, playing this game. But, like, what really made it interesting was just, like, going through and learning, like, the different little... Ah, Terra Mystica. That's the name of the game. Um, like, I had no idea at all, like, what I really needed to work on, and, and this is what my end goal was. And they kind of gave me the, okay, this is what you're trying to do. You're trying to score the most points by doing X, Y, Z, da, da, da. As I played through the game, it made sense as stuff was going on. But it was so funny because even while playing it, first time playing it, I did some moves that I ended up blocking off one of the players that knew how to play from getting to what he wanted to do. And he was like, crap, I didn't even think of that. you know. And that was the thing about that game that I played it. I got my butt handed to me, but I had so much fun with it. you know. And I'm like, man, this is a game that I want to play it again. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a like... A, a great little game i'm telling um but yeah that's that's definitely like my my word of advice for for people that you know if you want to get into it definitely friendly local game store that's where you want to go they will get plenty of info and get you down the right path so but yeah guys that, that that's gonna do it for this one it was, it was a good uh well actually we did good we yeah did short and sweet but informative See, we did the little short, informative ones because we got the double, the twofer, as it were. Uh, but yeah, guys, as always, we love to hear your comments in the comment section. Uh, we'd love to see those thumbs up. But as always, guys, keep on getting out there, keep on gaming, and enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. Peace. Thanks.